0: Hey, you're listening to Outside In. I'm Nate Hedgie.
1: And I'm Felix Poon.
0: And Felix, I've got a story for you. Are you ready? I'm ready. So a few years ago, I was working as a local reporter in Southwest Montana. Mm -hmm. I was single. I didn't have any friends.
1: So sad.
0: I had a few friends, not a lot of friends. And so I would spend uh, most weekends cross-country skiing all by myself. Okay. And so one day I was going up this closed, snowy road, Mm -hmm. and I came around a bend, and there was blood everywhere.
1: Like on the snow?
0: Yeah, think of like a scary movie. Like, that's what it looked like. Except it wasn't a murder. It was an elk kill. There were bones, matted fur, and giant wolf prints and wolf poop everywhere. Now, I, I had this friend and they were a wolf biologist uh they worked in the arctic dead of winter and because it was so dark she said to count wolf populations they would actually howl and the wolves would howl back and then they would count the howls and so felix i gotta tell you i tried it i howled and then they howled back
1: Oh, this is a really lovely encounter with wildlife. It was.
0: And speaking of which, today on Outside In, we're featuring a Spotify-exclusive podcast called Every Little Thing, where they usually answer listener-submitted questions.
1: Kind of like our own uh, Outside In box.
0: Exactly. And they cover all sorts of stuff, things like, should I throw away my dirty sponge, or how hard is it to catch a real roadrunner? But they recently
1: put out a call for wild animal encounters, and they made an entire episode of it.
0: Now, the voice you'll hear pop up a few times is Every Little Thing's host, Flora Lickman. She doesn't get a lot of airtime in this one, but after you're done, you should check out the rest of the feed because Flora is super fun. And as a host who has to do the same, I very much appreciate her willingness to go down the rabbit hole for the sake of good audio.
1: Oh, the rabbit hole. I like a little pun there. Oh! That's also what Flora's good at. All the puns.
0: You know what I'm not good at is 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 puns. I didn't even realize that was a pun. <laughs> Felix, do we have any more business besides puns that we need to do here?
1: Besides howling at each other? Oh! Okay.
0: Okay. Alright, here's Every Little Thing.
1: Good help.
2: You have reached the Every Little Thing helpline. Please leave your wildest animal encounter after the beep.
1: Hey, LT. My name's Funk. I live in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada, and I'm phoning about a crazy animal encounter. So, two and a half years ago, my friend and I were cross-country skiing in a forest. And we came across this, like, huge buck, and we ended up catching it all on video. Right behind us here is a buck that antlers stuck to What appears to be another dead deer. Clearly some kind of animal has eaten this this other buck at some point. Yeah. This other buck was just there watching with its antlers stuck to it. So we kind of, like, didn't know what to do. Like, if we go closer, is it just going to panic? Well, otherwise this deer, I don't know what's going to happen to it. Should we try? Like, let's just see if we move, like, really slowly. Yeah. Oh, this is awful. Yeah. It realized we were coming closer, and it would kind of, like, jump back, but it would drag this dead deer's body with it. Oh, I know, I know. Oh. Oh, come on, buddy. If you stay still, we'll help you. It lost energy really quick and actually ended up kind of collapsing with... The body on top of it. It's okay. We got gotcha. you. It's pretty interlocked, it looks like. Yeah, it looks... I think he's probably pretty weak. I wonder how long he's been there for. Do you want to try going in? Yeah, really yeah, yeah, yeah. No, totally. Here we go. Let's try this. My friend kind of walked up to them and was kind of tugging on the antlers really kind of carefully. Do you want me to lift the corpse off it? The things I'm nervous about is, okay, I have the dead deer here. Yeah. I don't want to get my fingers pinned. Yeah. Do you want me to try to move the deer off Yeah, if okay. I can grab the feed and twist it. Okay, I'm second. Okay. We're going. Careful, careful. Yeah. Okay. Whoa. That's it. Oh man, this is really Gosh, locked nice. in there. How does that happen? Oh, Corey. Oh yeah, what? It's close here. Yeah. Yeah. When the deer got a bit of a uh, extra spurt of energy at one point, it ended up standing back up again. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Watch out, it's back up. So they're kind of head-to-head now, finally, so we could actually pull it apart. Your fingers, yeah, they might pinch. Come on, we got you, buddy. We're here to help you. Oh, man. Right there, this guy. Just watch your fingers. So yeah, you yeah, yeah. Hit. Yeah. Watch it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, you take the this guy take just this reach. side. Okay. Wait, well, How can is, I? This is it. Here. This is all it is. Yeah, you have the living deer. Okay. You want to go in there with your gloves? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, buddy watch. Out. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Holy shit, Cory. Wow. There he goes. Oh my goodness, that's beautiful. <laughs> Holy crap. I can see oh, the adrenaline. <laughs> wow, this is, huh. beautiful. Yeah, my gosh. This <sighs> is beautiful. It was one of the most they, like wild, they, surreal, they beautiful them. moments of our life. We were just like in shock afterwards. It's a, it's a I thought beautiful beautiful. that though. was... Yeah, too. wow. To this day, we still talk about it. Did you get that whole thing
0: on video? Yeah. <laughs>
2: Hi, I'm Sarah and I'm calling from Arlington, Virginia. This is my most frightening animal encounter. It was 28 years ago. I was on my honeymoon. We took a few days to go diving in beautiful Australia. So the first day was great, Uh, enjoyed it very much. My husband found it to be less than spectacular because he felt like he didn't have enough interaction with the fish and decided at breakfast that he was going to bring a banana down because that, he thought, would attract more wildlife. Why a banana? He just grabbed something from breakfast, and he brought it unpeeled uh, on the boat. We actually got all the way down probably 40 feet or so when he then pulled out the banana, and nothing really happened until he began to break the banana apart and it began to float. And suddenly, just very tiny little fish surrounded, which was really sweet. And then I noticed bigger ones started to come. And then eventually another set of fish, even bigger. Like big, big fish. And I sensed something inside me, you know, sort of this panic. And I looked to the right of me. I'll never forget this. Coming at us are two sharks. Six feet, seven feet. And all you really see is the mangled teeth, the sharp mangled teeth right at you. I thought, that's it. Married for three days life is over, no more, that's it, I'm dinner. And I began to try to run at the bottom of the ocean. In flippers. In flippers, you know. So they come toward us, and they went right over us. And at that moment, realizing how I was breathing, I looked at my regulator, and... Panicked again because I literally had about five minutes of air left. So we were supposed to have enough for an hour of diving, and I had used up all of our air within minutes.
3: You had panic breathed your way through this whole experience.
2: Yeah. And I showed it to my husband, and he sort of realized, okay, we're going, up. he thumbs up, which meant we're going up. We got to the top, and I was pretty angry at him, right? I I didn't have to say much to him.
3: You just took out the divorce papers right there.
2: (laughs) And that was that. (laughs) That was that. What did he say to you? He said, wow, that worked. (laughs) And I was like, "Uh uh-huh. You know, I mean, I love the guy, but I realized we have different (laughs) levels of risk.
3: Thank God you were in the literal honeymoon phase. We've been married 28
1: years.
3: (laughs) I'm really glad the story ended the
2: way it did. Yeah, so am I.
3: After the break shallower water and deeper thoughts
4: i just felt weird
2: that like everything in my life was wrong
0: welcome back to outside in i'm nate hedgy and today we're featuring an episode of every little thing a spotify exclusive podcast hosted by flora lichtman But before we get back to those listener-submitted wildlife encounters, we've actually got a call-out of our own. You see, Halloween is just a couple months away, and we want to know, what about nature scares the bejesus out of you? Is there a particular animal, insect, or an encounter that just absolutely creeps you out? Are you afraid of the dark, or the ocean, or maybe thunderstorms? If you have a fear of something in or about the natural world, we want to explore it with you. What scares you? How does that fear manifest in your life? Where do you think that fear stems from? If you do make a submission, we may feature it on a future episode of the show or call you up to talk about whatever it is that freaks you out. You can submit your story by sending a voice memo to outsidein at nhpr.org or by calling our hotline 1-844-GO-OTTER.
4: Now back to every little thing. Hey, my name is Jeff and I'm calling from Wilmington, North Carolina. This is my horrible animal encounter. This story happened seven years ago. I'm a surfer and I live on the coast. So this particular morning, me and my buddy were paddling out and I like dip my hand down in the water to paddle and I feel like literally what feels like electricity.
3: Like you'd been shocked.
4: Yes, like all my muscles tensed up. I like immediately was like, oh my gosh. So I get out of the water and I'm like looking at my wrist and I can see like, you know, I got stung by a jellyfish really bad. And it sucks, but it's no big deal. So i scrape it off with some sand, rub some dirt in it, and go to paddle back out.
3: So, okay, so just to recap here. Yeah. (laughs) You get in the water. You feel like you were shocked with a bolt of electricity. And you're like, oh, I'm going to rub some sand on it and go back out.
4: It was dumb. Like, it was probably pretty dumb.
3: (laughs) In retrospect.
4: (laughs) So I get back in the water, go back out turn around to go catch a wave. I ride the wave in and jump off the board into the water and literally land in a pile of these jellyfish. Like if the first time was bad, this was the worst thing ever. (laughs) But my whole body is tensing up and freaking out and I can't really control my muscles. So I can't really swim right. It was kind of like shock. Like I didn't know exactly what was happening. I was like in this weird pain that wouldn't go away.
3: Did you cry out?
4: Maybe. Like, I think I like grunted, like a manly grunt.
3: Uh-huh. Not like a not like a womanly scream or something.
2: <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
4: <laughs> so luckily I was in shallow water and I stood up and, um, And you could already like see the welts in lines of where these tentacles had touched me. They're all over my ribs and my stomach, all over my inner thigh, everywhere. At that point, I knew I wasn't gonna like go out and surf again, like I was done. And I woke up the next morning sick as a dog, like throwing up, couldn't keep anything down. And I just felt weird. I was having these thoughts that everything in my life was wrong. Like, oh, you're not working the right job. You're not hanging out with the right people. You're not volunteering at the right place. That I'd made all the wrong decisions and that my life should look completely different than it does. Like everything, every decision I've made is wrong and I I have to switch things up immediately. Wow like a like moment of clarity on this. Yeah. So I set out that day to set my life straight. The first thing I did, because I was supposed to go into work, was called my job and I quit.
3: (laughs) Oh my God.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Legitimately over the phone. I just remember saying like, Uh, hey, I think I've gotten to a point in my life that this isn't the right move for me anymore and I no longer want to work there effective immediately. Oh my God. (laughs) They knew something was up because like, you know, these people had worked with me for years. They knew me.
3: Yeah.
4: They were like, hey, like, are you okay? (laughs) And then I called the place that I volunteered at, told them basically the same thing. Like, hey, I'm not supposed to be a part of this anymore. And i am done, I called friends that day too. and like. Severed relationships. People who knew me and loved me for so long were telling me like what was going on. I was like, no, like you're trying to talk me out of what I need to do. And I was sure of it. Like that's the thing that scares me the most is just I was so confident that I was right in that moment. So after that, you know, I kind of just went or, about the rest of my day. I went back to sleep and, and woke up and literally. Have you ever like had like a crazy dream and then you wake up and you're like, oh my gosh, I hope I didn't actually do that. <laughs> That's what it felt like.
3: <laughs> really?
4: Yeah, it was like an immediate realization of like, that was all a huge mistake. <laughs> I think I called my friends first and was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. i like, don't know what was going on with me yesterday. Dude, I think it was actually the guy that I was surfing with that morning that was like, dude, like maybe it was those jellyfish. Wow. So I started Googling like crazy. And it was like, oh, a, gel- a symptom of jellyfish stings was an impending sense of doom. As soon as I read that, I was like, that's it. Like that's exactly what I felt, like those words. I did all the research and read all about it. And I think that the jellyfish who most commonly cause that symptom are box jellyfish. Those aren't super common here, but they do happen. So after I had this realization, uh, I then had an explanation. Pretty much everyone, my friends, my job, volunteer, like they were all like, dude, we knew something was wrong with you. Like we didn't listen to you. Don't worry. (laughs) Um,
3: They knew the real you
4: which I'm I'm so incredibly grateful for that because I feel like for someone else that might have been really bad. Like, I could have single-handedly ruined my life, yeah. but luckily enough, I didn't. I think I have more of a respect for the ocean now than I did back then. And now whenever I get stung by jellyfish and it hurts really bad, because unfortunately it has happened since, I don't get back <laughs> in the water.
3: <laughs> if you get aqua tased, stay on the beach.
4: Yeah. And if you ever have rash thoughts of switching up your entire life, probably sleep on it first. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Wait till you stop vomiting?
4: Yeah, exactly. Stop vomiting, <laughs> sleep on it, and then make another decision.
3: <laughs> Reassess. thank you to everyone who called in with the story and if you want to hear about another terrifying jellyfish encounter we've got one it's part of a whole spooktacular episode search for old graves in our feed and we'll link to it in the episode notes If you have a question you can't find an answer to, call us, 833-RING-ELT.
4: This episode was produced by Carla Javier, Adley Robinson, Stephanie Werner, Phoebe Flanagan, Annette Heist, and Flora Lickman, with help from Doug Barron, Our fact checker is Nicole Pasulka. Our editors are Jorge Just and Caitlin Kenny. Music by Catherine Anderson, John Kimbrough, Peter Leonard, Haley Shaw, and So Wiley. Mixed by Enoch Kim. Every Little Thing is a Gimlet production and a Spotify original podcast. I live in a pile of jellyfish.